The local church is a collection of people who are being transformed by Jesus, who live in a community purposefully to model and proclaim Jesus. Scripture tells us to be prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have. Every story is unique. Each person is an individual who has met Jesus. All of us have strengths and weaknesses. Together, we are the church, and these are our stories. Welcome to Generations Church Podcast. I'm Jeff Ludington, and we are in our Stories of Faith series. Today, I've got a friend named Edwin Byrus. He is here. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I am doing well. Thanks for being here. And I know I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, and I was privileged to do your wedding. I know we'll talk about Ashley as she enters the story later. Um, but really, as I've gotten to know you, I look forward to hearing more. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but uh, you have a story, uh, your own story of faith that eventually brings you here to sitting here with me. And so let's start back in the beginning. Where does your faith kind of originate? Okay. So I, I would say that um, traditionally I grew up Catholic. So, you know, I went to Catholic private school pretty much all the way through high school. Um, um, that was, that was just, you know, my parents, you know, they come from, uh, uh, um, El Salvador, which is a predominantly, you know, Roman Catholic, um, you know, country. And so that was just a tradition. And, you know, we, we went for the most part, went to church almost every Sunday. I remember when I was a kid, went to church every Sunday, um, because I was in that school, you know, I did like my whole, um, catechism things. I went through the sacraments and, and so, so I was pretty much involved and that's kind of where, um, you know, I got my understanding of who God was, of who Jesus was. Um, and, and yeah, that, that, that's really where, where my faith started. So your family's from El Salvador. Yeah. Did you grew up here? I grew up here. I was, I was born here. Born here. Yeah. Your family born there? Are they from here? Are you? They were born, they were born over there. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. you're first generation born here. Correct. But you inherit some of the traditions and values and, and even faith, right, of your family. So when you say you grew up traditionally Catholic, so I think you explained it, but you went to private Catholic school. Correct. Yeah. You learned in that fashion. So would you say your family was kind of deep into their faith? Was it, was it a habit? Was it a daily thing? What was, you say traditionally Catholic, qualify that for me a little bit. I, I would say it's a very, very surface level type of thing. I, I think, um, um, it was more of doing things because that was what was done. So, you know, okay. you know, if someone in the family would pass away, I remember we would always pray the rosary, right? That, sure. that was the thing that was done. I truly didn't understand what it was. And, and I went to a, a Catholic school sure. my whole life and, and we had religion courses and stuff like that and kind of understanding, um, you know, what that all meant, but truly not really understanding what that all meant. And I think it wasn't a, a thing about, oh, let's question it, right? Sure. It was just, let's just do it just because that's what we do. When, and I and I say this seriously. This I could it could sound like sarcastic or joking, but I'm dead serious. When a whole nation of people primarily worship the same way, mm-hmm. like when it's that deeply embedded in culture, there's not a whole lot of asking questions or other ways. Typically, typically, yeah, right. So what causes this to change? So this is your setting, uh, El Salvadorian Roman Catholic legit to private school catholic school but something changes so what brings you to that moment yeah um so 
on my mom's side of the family were you know uh, uh, we're huge family unit you know and and so uh, my mom has uh seven uh siblings so three 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 sisters and and, and four brothers and um it was one of uh I was, actually let me backtrack a little my mom is is definitely she's the oldest mm-hmm. always a mother figure so okay. so that was to this day like um you know they don't they look at my mom as as their mom versus versus you know my grandma who's still alive so it's kind of it's kind of funny but but that's just how how it was um and it was uh one of my uncles who who actually um fell into addiction he he fell into addiction to drugs and um and you know it it was really sad sorry just because out of all my uncles he was definitely one of the most successful um in terms of you know he had his own uh, contractor business and and just kind of you know that unfortunately how addiction yeah. works out it it, it just it kind of falls into people and he fell into that and it was my aunts and my mom really seeking help and and i think they, they you know they tried every avenue and and n- without any avail you know nothing nothing really worked and it wasn't until they they um you through a family friend uh knew of a of a church um in in um in anaheim and it was it was a Baptist church, and they got involved there. They they got in touch with the pastor, and it was really them being saved. I think that kind of switched all that around because my uncle actually, you know, unfortunately went to prison and was saved in prison, and so so that is what led to us, you know, like, and I mean us, my immediate family, sure. my dad, my sister, and I. Well, let me back you up. Yeah. So there's. <clears throat> so raised Roman Catholic, that means your uncle was also raised Roman Catholic, right? Yeah. Right. So I, I get that. And then this kind of moment that enters into your life is actually your uncle's struggle with addiction. So mm-hmm. I'm hearing tight family unit and uh, an uncle struggles like we all struggle, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so there's that kind of tight family unit. And he ends up going to prison but your family, others, aunts, parents, you, end up finding help in a local Baptist church here in Orange County. Mm-hmm. What kind of help were you guys getting? I think it was, uh, I would say is just a, a place that said, we're not going to reject you. Because, okay. because, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, talk in bad light of, 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 of the Catholic church sure. in any way. Right. But, but I would say the con- the congregation we were going to, there was a rejection there. Okay. And I think that took them, a, you know, they took a step back on that and was kind of like, well, they're rejecting us. Where can we go? Where can we right? go for help? And it was, yeah, exactly. And it was that. And just the, the fact that they, that help that they gave was definitely, uh, um, you know, helping our family, but also being a, a, a source for my uncle in prison to, to oh, okay. lean on to and to connect to. So I know he found um, other folks of faith in church, in, in church, I'm sorry, in prison that yeah. did, he was able to connect to um, at that point in time. And I, I, I was young at that point in time. So there's totally. so, some of the some of the memory stuff sure, was, I got was you. a little fuzzy, but I do that. That's pretty much the premise. of. Well, as a side was. note, I hear that some of the best Christians actually come to faith in prison. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a rumor, but yeah. I, I've heard that before. So, <laughs> All right. So um, so you, this impacts you and you come to faith. About how old are you when you come to faith? I was about 13, 14. So, I was, so I, give me a snapshot yeah. of your faith now, no longer Roman Catholic. Right. Um, into this Protestant Baptist church, mm-hmm. 
where they've kind of wrapped around your family and that leads you to something where you come to faith. So give me a snapshot of your faith then. At that point in time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was still going to private Catholic school. I was in high school at that point in time. And I remember having, um, you know, we would have religion, religion classes. And so, so I remember really being happy of this new faith and trying to understand and everything. And I think part of that happiness was like, oh, well, you know, we have to pray to saints, but where does it say that in the Bible? And kind of sure. trying to understand all that. So I remember walking to, to my classes and I had my Bible in hand and I didn't feel ashamed about it because I was like, part of me wasn't ashamed about it because I was like, well, no one's going to tell me anything because I'm going to religion class. Right? right. So there was that that protection there. But but at the same time, I was still if someone asked me about it. I can definitely tell them. Right. Okay. I, I, I felt strong enough to do that. So so it was me. I think at that point in time, my faith was trying to really understand what this new relationship with Jesus was all about. Okay. How do I dispel everything that I was told in the before to now? What What is this new thing all about? Sure. So it was very fresh, very new and trying to wanting to know more. Um, um, but I would say that there you know, going into high school, there was a dip. There definitely was, you know, you know, you knew faith, you knew to faith. And sometimes you kind of just, they're kind of flat lines, I guess I would call sure. it. Right. Complacent. And, yeah. Complacency. Yeah. Right. It definitely got, I got complacent with my faith and, and not that I wouldn't, I was now was like how it was before traditionally, but still there, you know, I guess from someone outside looking in, can they can say like, well, you're kind of still going back to what you used to be. Right. Sure. But I think it was a different perspective because I think I think in a lot of ways, my faith saved me from doing a lot of, I would say, dumb things in high school. Because I, right. I, I would say I didn't I didn't <clears throat> you know, I didn't fall into doing any, you know, you know, crazy, Some of the normal rebelli- things that in high rebellious right. things in high school and even going to a private school. And sure. sometimes they're a little even more rebellious. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely. So. So, um, um, yeah, I didn't fall into that. So I would say that that really saved me from that. But it was still this like you know, surface level, um, type of, type of faith that I had at that point in time. So for people that weren't raised Roman Catholic, probably what they don't know is even in Catholic school, you're not really being encouraged to seek out scripture on your own, right? Right. There's still this, um, kind of priest led or Pope led this kind of hierarchy I'll tell you what you need to believe, mm-hmm. right? And, and there is that, and and listen, it happens everywhere. But even <coughs> in private Catholic school, they're not encouraging you to dig into your faith and ask those kind of questions. right? And so you come to faith, what you would see as your own faith, at this Baptist church, you now have questions about what you believe, like what is consistent with Catholicism, what's different, mm-hmm. right? And so you're, and then you're trying to understand what you believe. But you're still in the same setting, and as often does happen, it kind of tempers, and you find yourself back in the same groove, right? Kind yeah. of in that, you know, groove or rut or, or complacent surface space. Mm-hmm. So I know that's not you today. So where does that change? Okay. Yeah, I would say um, for me, um, it would be in, 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 actually it was after college, because so it was kind of being involved with, you know, group of friends, someone I dated who didn't really foster or nurture that that faith that and and that wanting to know more that I used to have I didn't I didn't have I guess you could call it that um, community where I can go into I I, 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 it was piecemealed in certain areas sometimes but it wasn't anything you know that 
constant, you know, um, someone to keep me accountable, a community to keep me accountable. Right. So um, it wasn't until about, I would say now about like maybe four years ago, uh, I started um, going to a church in Whittier. Um, um, it's, it's called whack with, with mm-hmm. it's, it's Whittier, Whittier community church. Yeah. And so my sis, my sister and, 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 uh, my brother-in-law started going there. Um, so I joined them. Um, and I knew there was this wanting for me to get involved. They were in a community group and they would push me to want to get involved. And the person I was dating at the time would tell them, Hey, you should go with me, you know, like kind of be sure. proactive at that. But there wasn't still this, you know, that person was, was Catholic. They weren't. Um, so they, they thought something totally different, right? In terms of that, that like they didn't want any part of that. Right. Um, and so um, it wasn't until uh, they were offering, now yearly WAC offers a, a Rooted as, mm-hmm. a, as a course to take. So I said, all right, I'm going to take the plunge. And, and it was it was actually, I, took, I, I broke up with this person that I was dating and I was on my own. So I kind of wanted to like, I guess you can call it reinvent myself. Try sure. to focus on like me. Double down, and, right? Right, and, yeah, and okay. focus on me. And and, uh, and 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 I'm not talking about like oh the physical no, stuff. No, some me time. But yeah. you're looking to but, develop your faith and but figure yeah, exactly. You out. Like now I can yeah. I I can just be me. I don't have to focus on anyone else or ask for any other validation or see sure. if they're, I'm doing something wrong. Right? It was just I'm gonna do me. So I I joined Rooted and and I was with this group and and Rooted is great great course to go through and i know um you know not to push forward but generations offered it as well when i when i started going here and so um um that really opened it up for me and that spark that fire um again to want to understand what my relationship was with jesus was all about um and it it went away from that surface level at that point i think that was that was the moment for sure um well, shout out to the to the folks down at Mariners in South Orange County who developed, wrote, and uh, partnered with some other folks, but developed Rooted, right? And um, it was, I think, even for generations, and I know that's kind of getting out of the story, but even for generations, it was the right thing at the right time for right. us. And so, sounds like for you, it was just kind of the right thing at the right time. And it, it begins very... I don't mean this in a bad way, but very much in the shallow end, right? It starts all the way back with who is Jesus, what is the gospel, things like that. And then it really develops and because it's only 10, 10 weeks long, right? And so it quickly develops, you know, some reading and prayer and fasting spiritual habits. Right. And so clearly this impacts you. Right. So rooted is this moment for you. And by the way, I drive by WAC all the time and I always <laughs> think that's a funny name. But Whittier area, Whittier area Community Church, and uh, but they've got a great sign. Like you, you can see them, right? Right, so, right. <laughs> God bless them, man. It's working, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah. So this is a right, kind of a right thing at the right time for you. God uses that and kind of wakes you up. So, all right. So now you've got this newly deepened, awakened faith. What happens next? So next, I would say. Um, I was Is that on my, where we get to the good part. That's where we get to the good. All part. right, so, let's so, hear it. <laughs> so, so I definitely, you know, wasn't in a in a position to want to date, right? Mm-hmm. I did didn't I didn't even think about that. It was just kind of like on me, and I was pushed to one of my friends, and and, and you know, thank God she did because I met the love of my life because because of her. She, you know, she pushed me to to join a uh uh um one of those online dating sites okay. um uh 
and it was, it was called, it's called Bumble. So not trying to you That's know, funny. put a mark for them, but, but for me, it worked out because I, I'm very bad at making a first move. And this okay. is one where it's very much about the, the girl makes the first move. So, so it worked out for me. It was All great, right. right. I didn't know that. And so within about two weeks on this, on the, uh, on the, on the app, um, I, I, uh, uh connected with, with Ashley. Okay. And so she was the first person that, uh, not the first person that I connected with, but the first person that, that, you know, we really, that spark was there when we started talking and the first person I actually went on a date with in really? person. Right. So wait a minute, first only or first, what did, do you you did you date other people on Bumble? No, no, just her. All right. So I'm All right. I was on there for two weeks. If you're met. listening right now, Ashley's in the room. So I'm not sure if that was an honest answer, but okay, <laughs> no, we got it. She'll, All right. she'll tell you the same thing. So, <laughs> so, so I, I was on there for about two weeks. You know, you connect with, with, you know, you sure. match with people all the Get time, it. but it's like, she was the first one. And, and, um, again, me not making first moves, she was actually the one that pushed on to, to, uh, to, you know, let's go on a date, you know, kind of ask, asking for my number type of thing. Okay. So I was like, All right. uh, I did ask her to marry me, not the other way around. So don't, don't, don't Nowadays, get that twisted. Don't get that call twisted. people like that thirsty now. No, 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 we would never say that. All right. Okay. So, all no, right. So. But, I will. Yeah, I just want everybody to know. So we're going to get to Ashley's story too. The reason she's here is we're going to record these back to back. And I knew Ashley first, and so I've I've known Ashley for something like the last you know seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And um, and so you guys connect online, and you through this app, and you have this kind of faith you've had for like roughly half your life, right? Mm -hmm. And and yet it's new in other ways. You're right through rooted, you've got some new habits, you've learned some new things, kind of a new spark, uh, both in your faith, and then obviously in your relationship life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I know there's a funny story about that, that I asked you to kind of share. So it seems like that recent time doing rooted allowed you to answer some questions about your faith that she asked you, is that how I heard it. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and I'll, I'll say this, that even though I didn't want to date someone, I did pray to God. It said, if the next person or the next person I, I, I do begin dating, I definitely want them to be, you know, a faith, someone that I can share my faith with, that we can right. love Jesus together. I, I really was definitely, I, I prayed about that and I really wanted that. Hmm. And so, you know, of course I found Ashley and, and it was funny because Ashley wanted the same thing, but she was adamant about this. She was a little bit more bold and outspoken about it than I was. And it's and, my girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so she, so she would ask me these questions like, um, we, you know, cause she would be like, Oh, do you go to church? And I'm like, yeah, I go to church. And of course I did. But she was sure. like, you know, I know she was trying to test and be like, ah, I hear that all the time. Guys will just say whatever. Right. Totally. Yeah. I go to church. Right. And, and she was, she was, so I remember when we were texting initially, she would be like, uh, oh, how was church today? Trying to like, you know, bait me on the question. It was like, of course <laughs> I'm at church. I'll tell you how church was and be like, oh, how was your community group? Because she knew I was started going yeah. to community group after Rooted. I got connected and I was like, oh, it was great. It was awesome. And and so I was able to say yes to all those things. So I checked those boxes for her because I, you know, finally got connected to a to a to um a community that I wanted and and being a part of that so it wasn't that you know surface level anymore it was definitely sure. something exploring something new exploring something more um that that started when i first got and accepted jesus and now it's like but this in a more mature level i would sure. say so yeah for sure that was something um um that, that that's i guess that's the funny story yeah right? for that, sure that. and uh so i got to hear that like in your wedding 
like in in that part of the story and right. so uh so super cool and obviously as a pastor and somebody who cares about Ashley I mean like just hearing her commitment to like I'm not going to screw around with some guy who's just not committed right? right like not committed to his faith I'm not going to waste my time I love hearing that and so super cool that it's you it worked out great um how did you get from there to here at Generations because of her. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that. So, but yeah. you had a yeah. you had a setting where you were growing in your faith. Right. What was it like to make a decision to come to Generations? Um, I think it was it was um, where I was in terms of maturing with my faith and wanting to to uh, get a deeper theological understanding of of what it was to be in a relationship with Jesus and and no knock on on where at whack or anything like that but i think i found that here sure. um uh, a lot of it was was some of your sermons and and kind of how you delve deep into the bible and that understanding but it was really the community here hmm. um i started going to community group with ashley and just kind of how we touched on and understanding and going into the bible and and talking about it and and then even with um um our our community group leaders, John and Jen, and, and um, they've been a great impact on our yeah. lives. And, and I know John too, and he's been a great impact in trying to really foster something within me that, that wants to get a deeper understanding of theology. You know, he just, just recently invited me to his book club. So I'm really excited wow, about that. I don't so, even get an invite to the book club. So, yeah, all right. so I'm really excited about that. Cause you know, they'll, they'll read different books. Um, and I know those are things that are uh, just going to grow, uh, help me grow in my faith, you know, um, awesome. uh, getting a deeper understanding and having those folks that I can talk to those like deep theological questions. And yeah. that's where I'm at. And, and really it's, it's the reason I said, this is where I want to call my church home is because, um, I would say generations has fostered that for me. Um, um that's cool. and, and I found, um, my, uh, I'd say my, my faith family. Right? Yeah. Well, and that seems like, I mean, from, you know, I've only met your parents, I think once, maybe, maybe more than once, but a couple times, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but you seem to have a very tight biological family, right? Right. And your mom, oldest of eight siblings, seems to be very close. So it seems like it's a multi-generational close family, mm -hmm. right? And so you share this biology and closeness, right? I, I hate to, I'm not dwindling it down to biology, but you share this family closeness um, that you didn't find in your original kind of background of faith, your traditional upbringing. And so you did find that in, I mean, it, it feels kind of random, this Baptist church in Anaheim, right? right. I, you know, going from Roman Catholic to ba Baptist is, it's a jump, right? I mean, like yeah. it's, it's not, yeah. So, um, but you did find somebody who kind of became a faith family or wrapped around your biological family in the midst of crisis, right? And in, in the, the struggles that your uncle had and, and the time when he went to prison and, and the addiction and things like that, and just caring for you. And so there was this, it feels like parallel tracks of, you know, close in this family here, but not necessarily close to Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. And then kind of moments of closeness to Jesus, but no real closeness to a faith family. And today, is it safe to say, I mean, like from the outside, it looks like this, but it's safe to say you've been able to put those two things together? 
um, the closeness with the church and your family, and it's kind of all one. You share the same faith. You share, you know, kind of like that. With my, with my, you're talking about with my biological family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I would say that in 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 parts, yes. Um, I think there's still there still is, um, where. Uh, there still is that surface levelness with 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 some of my immediate family and some of my. I said yes. Yeah. I actually specifically meant like you and Ashley have oh, found how okay. to put those two things together. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the rest of your family. I know some of them have come to faith. Maybe yeah. some haven't. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. With, yeah. with Ashley and I, we've definitely been able to put that together. I think I think that's the biggest thing is is for me at least, and is finding someone that I can you know practice my faith with. Um, someone you know yeah. like my significant other right and and um i think that's the greatest thing that 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 has really allowed me to grow into where i'm i am now um because i think uh it's more of that supportiveness right um i didn't have that support someone super close to me that i can trust i didn't have that and now i do Mm. and so that that's really really um um the greatest thing for sure on that on that aspect so I told you I'd ask you some things near the end, kind of takeaways for people listening. And, and here's, here's the assumption. There's people that are listening and they're resonating with your story, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe they're like my family who, you know, had somebody struggle with addiction and go to prison and do all that. And they're not the ones, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe something else, but they're hearing things that resonate with them. That's a part of your story. And so, there's really two things I want to ask you about, and I'll tell you both of them. We'll just kind of go one at a time. But one, young men dating. Typically, what they're looking for, faith doesn't come up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking for a lot of, I'll say, surfacey things. What does she look like, or what is you know this or that or whatever, right? And there's a lot of image issues. There's a lot of, or you know, image comes to the top or whatever it might be, especially like when you talk about through an app, like you go on social media, the value system there is very different than I want to connect with somebody. Of course I want to spark, right? I want that connection. I want that attraction, but faith is primary. Mm -hmm. Like this is a big deal. And you guys had the deeper talks. And so what would you say specifically? And um, I'll probably end up asking Ashley the counterpart question, right? But what would you say to young men that are single and dating what would you give them advice on values in who they date, how they date, what they're looking for? Yeah, and I think the the best thing is is to kind of look at at where I was when I was just doing the dating to look at that, um, you know, surface level stuff, just the sure. attraction, someone just to, you know, have fun, have fun, a uh, good time with, and things like that. Um, I think that it takes a lot to understand who you are. You have to understand who you are first. Um, really mature yourself, understand, you know, that this faith is very important to you. Um, and it really wasn't until I understood that, right. that I was able to make that next decision to say the next person I want to date, um, is, is going to be, that's the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like that before. Um, so I would say that's definitely the most important thing is that you, you have to mature to that level to, to make sure that, that you, you, um, um, that faith is number one, right? That Jesus is number one, um, yeah. because because that that's the in in the order of things, right? Jesus number one, uh, number one, right? And then after that, it's you know, and all the other things fall after right. that, right? So, yeah, we always talk about faith first. You got to be a Christian before you can be a husband, before you can be a father. Right. In my case, before you can be a pastor, like those things have to line up first. Mm-hmm. There's um, something you said. You weren't really, I think you said ready to date. 
clearly it worked out you were ready to date but you weren't so i would say maybe weren't looking to date at mm -hmm. the time and i i just think of um the creation of the first woman right and adam is in the world at its best right and god created hasn't been broken yet it's it's great but there's nothing that really is there for adam you know, he gets to name all the animals and, you know, and look at the world that God created, but there's no, there's no match for him, right? It's when Adam goes to sleep that God makes the first woman, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think I see that in a bit of your story. It's when you stop looking. I know you got on the app. I know you kind of got talked into it and, and you're on it for a couple of weeks. You're looking, right? But you had given up like that pursuit of. Right. Right. You were cool. Completely agree. If you were single, it was okay. Right. Because you, you had invested in figuring out who you are. Yeah. And uh, and then just to add to that, it, it's, it wasn't, it took me to be okay with being me and just myself sure. and not looking. And then, you know, God put her in my life. And it was, before that, it was me proactively looking. And it's like, right. I was looking in all the wrong places. It's, it's you know, God... I, I prayed about it and right. God knew what I wanted and yeah. then I forgot what I wanted. Right. And Perfect. So, but God knew, but right? God knew. And so, so that was, that's definitely, um, uh, a for sure thing for, 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 you know, for, yeah. for coming with Ashley. Right. Yeah. So I don't want this to be cheesy and like a bumper sticker. Right. But God literally used a tragedy in your family, addiction, incarceration, right. To really do some, some powerful and positive things like even your uncle came to faith in prison, mm -hmm. right? So for those people that are listening right now, for anyone who is listening and, and they're not maybe dating or that's not their story, that's not what resonates, but maybe they're in the midst of that trial or that struggle. Um, what would you say to them? You know, on the other side of this, you look back and tragedy actually fostered something beautiful in your life and in your family's life. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the person that's really in the midst of that struggle right now and can't see their way through it? I, I think, um, you know, it, it's easy to go just trust in the Lord. Right. And, and right. it's, it's going to be OK. Right. Um, you're not going to uh, I'll say that that's not the best thing to hear right, right now, just because because, you know, you're, you're probably going through that tragedy. But but I think it's it's really about just, you know, trying to understand praying to god to, to for me at least right and i'll speak for myself it was really trying to um i think I, I at that time because i came to faith um and i and now looking at it back it was like okay i understand you know why all this happened sure right i'm here now doing this podcast with you because of all that Right. Really, I, I, I look at it as that one that one moment or th those the moments back then led to all of this for my life. And so so I think that that for for me um, or for for someone, I would say you kind of just, you know. Going through through that process, it, it's tough, but we still got I, I, I hate saying this, right, but you got to trust in the Lord that that, yeah. that there is something better that he's going to lead you to. Um, um, I think that's really, really, really the best thing because, but you won't, you won't see it. You won't see right. it in the, in the moment. You, you definitely won't. You'll yeah. see it after. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the verse that came to mind when we were, um, right before we started recording, we were talking about this, 
uh, is Romans 8.28. And I know that people throw this around all the time, and honestly, it's a pet peeve of mine, but uh, the verse is, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, and those who are called according to his purpose. And so people will be in a struggle, and they're, you know, and other Christians, and I think they mean well, um, will say, hey, you know, God works all things together for the good, you know. That's not what we need to hear in the moment of tragedy, in the moment of struggle, in the moment of pain. Sometimes it is as simple as stay focused on Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Like, keep the main thing right in front of you. This verse maybe helps us understand later how God orchestrates even hardship and bad things to cultivate and grow us in our faith. And even, so even you, a nephew who was not addicted, and the uncle who was addicted and incarcerated, like how God orchestrates those things for his people. Mm -hmm. I think that becomes a powerful lesson. Like you said, you may not understand, you probably won't understand it in the moment. But on the other side of this, there is a way to look back and see the goodness of God and the hardship. Right. And 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 what you said, keep the focus on Jesus. I think yeah. I think you you put what I was trying to say in words. So I appreciate that. No worries. For sure. Yeah. I've got the words. <laughs> yeah. That's my job. All right. So <laughs> hey, if you're listening right now, Edwin Byrus is here and and has just shared this story. I would encourage you, listen to the other stories of faith. What we all have in common, if we are in Christ, we have moments, not just one, but many moments where Jesus enters the story. Sometimes it's how we first come to faith. Sometimes it is how Jesus grows our faith or walks us through a challenge, uh, gives us the endurance, the, the strength to continue. But that's why we do this, is every person's story is unique and how Jesus works with people is unique. And yet, we all share in this human condition, there's all something we share in common. And so listen to these episodes, share them with someone you think they might benefit, and we release a new story every week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this story about how Jesus made a difference. Generations Church is filled with ordinary people who met an extraordinary Savior. Subscribe so you don't miss a single story. Would you stop and share this with one friend today? The story of Jesus is most easily seen in the lives of people who know him.